Hello and welcome to the predictably irregular podcast, My Zen Brain. I'm Andy and this is a midweek check-in that uh, is kind of an amalgamation of last week's midweek check-in that I never get around to publishing. Excuse me. And I was reading over it this morning, and it's still pretty pretty relevant. And so, where is your mind this morning? My mind is uh, a day late on the midweek check-in. Actually, it's a week and a half. Uh, my buddy, who I moved to Seattle with in our early 20s, and who still lives there, uh, is in town, so we had lunch yesterday. He's in town because his parents were in a pretty bad car accident and both sustained, you guessed it, brain injuries. His mom is recovering nicely, but his dad's brain injury was pretty horrific, actually. Uh, I'm not going to say too much about it, but Darren's in good spirits, all things considered. And we had a great lunch of pokey. Um, it's not to be confused with pho. <laughs> um, I never had pokey before, um, and I was surprised that Darren was okay with eating Asian food uh, for our first dinner out uh, in quite some time because Seattle is the capital of Thai food and Japanese food. I had sushi there for the first time when I was there, uh, when I first moved there uh, a very long time ago. But we had a good time, and so here I am today telling you all about it. And speaking of lunches, I had lunch with my mom's uh, a few days ago, and she gave me some feedback on this podcast and a few pointers. And initially, I didn't know how she was going to take the news of me launching this podcast since a few years ago. The plan was for me to really get to work on writing uh, the memoir of my sickness 16 years ago. And she was going to help me with the writing. And initially, I planned on using a character I created known only as him. <clears throat> I created him out of thin air one day and started writing blog posts about him. Uh, he is the personification of every demon goblin and gargoyle I have encountered so far on this trip in sobriety with a brain injury. And I wrote many blog posts that I posted on the My Zen Brain blog, and you can go there and visit him yourself if you like. Um, there is a subcategory with all my him posts, and when I pulled the manuscript, as it were, of the memoir I intended to write years later, I hated it. And I've heard many stories about artists who hate everything they do. And luckily, that's not me. <laughs> uh, I heard a, 
I heard a quote about Branch Rickey, the uh, general manager of the Brooklyn Dodgers, when he brought up Jackie Robinson, the first African-American ball player. Um, but the quote said that, uh, uh, I can't remember it verbatim, but it was a, it was a sports writer essentially marveling at how Ricky was in love with the sound of his own voice. <laughs> and I know that writers are supposed to say, I hate everything I've ever published, but honestly, I don't feel that way. I think I'm, a pretty good writer and a lot of the things I've written are pretty quality. I'm, I'm happy with them. I don't, however, like anything that I've written about him. Um, it's only a few years old, but honestly, um, most of it is kind of gratuitous and I guess it's authentic for the time I wrote it since I had just started writing creatively again, and it felt great to write a fictitious character that personified all the struggle and pain and disappointment I first started to go through in sobriety. But honestly, it it was still early in my recovery, and upon reading it again, I thought it was just kind of juvenile and campy. I don't know if I'll resurrect the character again or not because I'm not even close to the same person who wrote him in the first place. And honestly, I started the podcast because I wanted to do something myself. I started the GoFundMe campaign and I bought the equipment and learned how to use it. And I got the sound mixing software and I learned how to do that because... <clears throat> I had to prove to myself that I could still do something like start a podcast on my own without anyone else's help. And I did that. And frankly, I thinking think I think I'm getting better at better at interviewing guests. And that will really be put to the test this coming week when I interview my friend Todd, who teaches English and creative writing at the college level. Uh, I thought I had a pretty expansive vocabulary, and Todd puts me to shame. Uh, honestly, his posts on Facebook are fun and funny and whimsical and they make me wonder how do I get that whimsy back how do I inject fun back into my writing and honestly into the person I am um, as I've probably mentioned before the the fall began when I was at my last job and I was shifted from one environment on the work site to another environment on the work site and the demands of me were very much changed and I started having anxiety attacks uh, almost daily and because of the work relationship I endured in the last job, uh, that's when the 
anxiety and well that's when the anxiety started to rear its ugly head and it so happened that around the same time I was uh, removed summarily from my past living situation so depression uh, and a broken heart were the new norm so I went from a relatively content person and I was reading all kinds of books about nutrition and exercise and dealing with a traumatic brain injury and um, my meditation practice was going strong it still is Uh, but I was okay and then that all happened and uh, I came out on the other side uh, the person I am today which is um, well, let's just say I'm I'm struggling um, tooth and nail to uh, become the fun person I was a couple years ago. <laughs> uh, I moved into this apartment because the <clears throat> uh, him landlord of my last place wanted me to gone wanted me gone, and I wanted me gone. So I took this apartment because my parents said they would help out with the rent and I needed a place that allowed dogs. And this place was centrally located and close to my ex's house so I could have access to the dog. We got together and now it's more than two years later and the breakup and being cut off from seeing the dog ever again, um, and COVID, and taking on a second job, and all that have made me, for lack of a better term, kind of a sad person. I'm sad a lot of the time. And I'm sad because I, because the adage I try to keep at the front of my mind gets lost a lot and that's the I think I mentioned this before the uh, sentiment that I saw on a table uh, in one of the residences that uh, at my old job that says uh, you need I'm paraphrasing you need to stop lamenting the person you were before and all the plans you had and accept the person you are now and start living like the person that you are now instead of trying to fit the round peg into a square hole. Um, Or as Andy says in the Shawshank Redemption, you need to get busy living or get busy dying. And I guess if I had one wish, it would be that the loneliness of being single and the very possible, very likely prospect that being single isn't going to change anytime soon. And that the sting of realizing that I very likely will never leave the country again. Well, I don't know about never leave the country, but um, I've come to grips with the fact that uh, fatigue and neurofatigue and depression and anxiety are 
are at the forefront of the symptoms of my traumatic brain injury, and it's going to take a whole hell of a lot more uh, intestinal fortitude <clears throat> for me to uh, get up the gumption to uh, leave the country. Obviously, it would be great if I could do that with another person or people, um, and I'd like to be able to do it by myself. Um, I'd like to... I. I'd like to travel, um, and I'd like to experience new places and new people and new things um, on my own terms. But anyway, um, <coughs> excuse me. Back to the point of um, the loneliness and the sadness. I I just have to come to grips with the fact that I may I may not leave the country again for quite some time, and that one stings. It stings every single time I hear about others' travels or see pictures on Facebook, um, which I have taken taken a great pause with um, over the last couple weeks. Um, I'm not completely i haven't kicked my addiction to social media yet but i'm working on it and until that happens i try to just keep my head down and focus on the things i do have control over and i've taken to being more realistic about what i can and can't do and sadly i can't accomplish everything I want to accomplish. I'd like to be able to practice piano and not feel like I could use a nap when I'm done. I'd like to be able to cook a meal for five to seven people and not feel like I just went three rounds in a prize fight when I'm done. <clears throat> I'd like to not wake up in a funk that lasts until tomorrow. Um, I'd like, I'd like, I'd like, and what I want to do, what I need to do is be thankful that I didn't die from bacterial meningitis and get busy living the life that this meat sack that carries my brain around all day is capable of living and Vastly more important is the fact that I want to, I I need to find the genuine, unadulterated smile that I enjoyed only a couple years back, a few years back. And I don't really know how to get it back unless I'm talking to other brain injury survivors and alcoholics, to be honest with you. Um, talking to people who at least lean towards the level of dysfunction I enjoy is where I should be hanging my hat. And who knows, maybe someday in the future this podcasting thing will pay off and I'll be able to only do the podcast and I'll go back to the blog and <clears throat> I'll have... 50 book reports on my Patreon page, uh, which will have a new one soon. I know I've been saying that forever, but I think I mean it this time. 
but I'm realizing that I must be realistic about the future and my place in it, which, as any brain injury survivor will tell you, requires more than a complacent smile and a pat on the back. Anyway, um, I promise that I will deliberately steer away from bitching and moaning about unfulfilled travel ambitions and shattered career objectives and the lonely nights when the demons come uh, more and more over time. And if uh, nothing else, um, this experience of living life with a traumatic brain injury and sobriety, it's unfolding uh, at the end of every day. And um, it occurs to me, since uh, I'm not going to be doing a uh, Where Is Your Mind tomorrow, that uh, tomorrow is my sobriety birthday. I It just occurred to me now that... Uh, nine years ago tomorrow was when I went to Valley Hope and started to clean up my life a little bit. And I remember specifically uh, a point uh, about now, about, I want to say about 10 days in, where I had been sober for 10 days and I kind of looked at my life that I was living and... I had an aha moment where I wondered how the hell I had jacked things up so badly. Um, And that started the long road back, or uh, as they say in the program, trudging the road to happy destiny. And the operative word there is trudge. Because... Recovering alcoholics, especially recovering alcoholics with brain injury, uh, they trudge. (laughs) They don't skip. Um, They don't. uh, They don't run. They don't uh, frolic. Uh, They trudge, Um, and so that's the place I found myself nine years ago, and it's been a. It's been a pretty amazing ride. I'll give it that. Um, there's been a lot of a lot of downs and a few ups, um, but uh, it is what it is, and uh, it's it's difficult sometimes for me to do what uh, my friend Forrest and I have talked about a couple times, which is consider the interconnected nature of reality and my place in it. And as much as I want to think that if I just disappeared and dropped off the face of the earth that I wouldn't affect a whole lot of people and that's just nonsense um, I'd affect a whole lot of people and um, people that want the best for me um, and so I guess I decided that I had an obligation to 
the people who care about me and who love me um, and I love and the people I care about, I had an obligation to dredge the life that I was left with uh, from the ash and uh, tried to make something of it. So that is precisely what I'm doing now with the podcast. Um, I'm going to have uh, my friend Todd, as I said, a recovering alcoholic. Uh, I'm hopefully going to have uh, my interview with him next week. And um, I have a few more things, but if you... Uh, are listening to this and you are a recovering alcoholic or you know somebody who is a recovering alcoholic uh, or you have a traumatic brain injury or you care for somebody who has a traumatic brain injury and you decide that you would like to share your story, uh, please contact me, uh, myzenbrain, all one word, at gmail.com. Um, <clears throat> I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, not that you would notice. Um, I don't think I have uh, 10 followers on Twitter, but I really don't care. Uh, But, um, yeah, so you can contact me on Facebook or uh, email me or, um, you know, send a carrier pigeon. Uh, I don't care. But um, the point is, um, it's, it, you know, we 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 play the hand we've been dealt and uh it's it's just it sucks sometimes sometimes you're dealing you're playing a pretty shitty hand uh one of the things i came to uh say about getting sick was I was when I came through on the other side uh, most of the face cards and three of the four aces and a couple of tens had been removed from my deck and that is the hand that I was left with like a three of diamonds and maybe a eight of clubs and a I don't know, we'll say a two of diamonds. We'll give me a couple of the same suit. Uh, but not a lot of, not a lot of wiggle room. Uh, not the best hand, but the hand I have nonetheless. So I guess the trick is to start doing what I <clears throat> did when I was playing Texas Hold'em with my friends in sobriety years ago which is just bluff my ass off (laughs) and act like uh, I know what I'm doing, Uh, even though uh, most of the time I'm uh, terrified that uh, I'm doing something wrong. Um, One of the things that uh, I've noticed about myself and a lot of other people in recovery notice about themselves is we have a massive inferiority slash superiority complex. We are allowed to rank on ourselves and cut ourselves down as much as we want. But if anybody else does it, we get real, real pissy real quick. Um, 
uh, I'm allowed to rip on myself and I'm allowed to criti- criticize myself and I'm allowed to berate myself, but nobody else can do it, <laughs> which makes all the sense of an alcoholic, honestly. But anyway, um, so that's the situation that I find myself in right now. And I, as I've said before, um, I'm not sure if I've said it on this podcast, but the, the nine years that I have enjoyed in sobriety, um, if you take those nine years, um, outside and if you uh, eliminate the eight years that I spent as a raging pathetic alcoholic uh, and if you just eliminate those years then professionally I'm um, you know 36 37 years old Um, and so that's where that that's how I try to remind myself uh, that I just took a eight year hiatus and now I'm back in the game and I'm trying to play the game uh, by the rules that everybody else plays by and I am also playing a game against myself uh, based on rules that have been set by the traumatic brain injury for the day and will continue to be set by the traumatic brain injury uh, indefinitely. (laughs) Uh, And that's the nature of the beast right now. So anyway, uh, I'm babbling now and um, I want to go to the gym. So I leave you with a... uh, the encouraging message of keep your head about you. I will catch you on the flip side. Talk to you soon.